This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Hi, Squiz Kids. Welcome back to another episode of Squiz Kids Shortcut, the podcast that makes learning fun and easy. I'm Bryce and with me is my co-host, Amanda. Hi, everyone. Today we're going to talk about something really cool and a bit mysterious. Have you heard of ChatGPT? Hmm, ChatGPT, that sounds interesting. What is it? Well, ChatGPT is actually a computer program that has been designed to simulate human-like conversations. It's one of the most advanced artificial intelligence or AI models out there and has been trained on massive amounts of data. Wow, that sounds complicated. How does it work? Great question, Bryce. ChatGPT works by using a neural network, which is a type of computer system that can recognise patterns. It analyses the input it receives, understands the context, and produces a response that is most likely to be appropriate. So it's like talking to a robot. Exactly. ChatGPT can have a conversation with you just like a human would. It can answer questions, tell jokes, and even have debates. And drumroll. It can write podcasts. What? Bryce, everything you and I have just read out was actually written by ChatGPT. What? Hang on a minute. How did you get it to do that? Well, I typed in, write a Squiz Kids shortcut podcast for primary school kids explaining chat GPT. And that's what I got. Wow. That's why you said a few things that were totally out of character. (laughs) I nearly spat out my coffee when you said chat GPT. That sounds interesting. What is it? What do you reckon you would have said in real life? I don't know, something along the lines of, oh yeah, we've heard so much about chat GPT lately. High schools and universities are really worried that students will start to use it to cheat on their assignments. But before we get into any of that, let's take you through what exactly chat GPT is, how it works, and then move on to why people are worried about it. Yep, that sounds more like you and more like Squiz Kids. <laughs> I will put the transcript of ChatGPT's effort to write our podcast in your episode notes. But for now, let's break it down old school human style. What? So ChatGPT has already told us that it's basically a computer program that you can talk to. Yeah, that's right. So you type in a question like, I have celery, tomatoes, lentils and bacon in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. What can I cook for dinner tonight? Yeah. It uses machine learning to try to guess what words might come after your question. And because it's been trained on a whole lot of data, including recipe books, it tries to give you a recipe. Right. In this case, it suggested a lentil and bacon soup with a side salad. And then it Mm. wrote out the recipe for me. And the recipe did include the celery and tomatoes, by the way. And then it gave me instructions on how to cook it. Wow, that actually sounds quite delicious. Yeah. Now, ChatGPT was created by a research company called OpenAI, with AI standing for artificial intelligence, and it's free to create an account. 
Yeah, that's right. It took me honestly about two seconds to start using it. Mm. So there's a text box at the bottom. You type a question or a command into it. Yeah. You can be something as simple as what's a good birthday present for a 10-year-old or something as complicated as questions on a university chemistry exam. Uh I have done both. And (laughs) the first thing that came up on the birthday present list was a board game or puzzle. Ah, but what if that particular 10-year-old didn't like puzzles? Well, then you can add more instructions or details. So I refined my question and I said, what would be a good recent book for a 10-year-old who loves sport? Mm-hmm. And it suggested The Crossover by Kwame Alexander. Mm-hmm. ChatGPT told me it was the story of twin brothers who are basketball players and their struggles yep. on and off the court. Mm-hmm. Now, it is actually an excellent book, but it's from 2015, so I'm not sure I'd say it was recent. But how on earth does it know all this stuff? And how is it able to write like a real person? How? The most important thing to point out is that the version of ChatGPT that is currently available to the public doesn't actually know anything. It hasn't actually been programmed with factual information. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's been given lots of sentences from the internet and it's been trained to guess what word might come next when you're talking about a certain topic. Mm -hmm. So when you type in a question, it learns what the topic is and then tries to predict what should come right after the question, i.e. the answer. Right. So ChatGPT already told us that it uses something called a neural network. Network. Oh. So the term neural comes from biology, and that means relating to the nerves or the nervous system. Right. A neural network teaches computers to process information in a way that's kind of inspired by the way that our human brain works. Oh. So it's called a machine learning process. Yeah. Um, deep learning, and it uses the interconnected computer nodes in a layered structure that looks a bit like how the human brain works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta say, you did lose me a little bit at neural. So you're saying that computers have learned to think just like the human brain? No, not exactly. So the network isn't thinking and feeling like you and I think and feel. Okay. But it is looking for patterns the same way that our brains do. All right. So, Bryce, think about when you're sight reading, yep. you'll often miss a typo. Say I accidentally wrote you an email and I typed the word the twice. Mm-hmm you wouldn't notice it because your brain knows what should come next. Right. And so you're using a whole lot of information that you've learned already, like what Mm -hmm. the letters of the alphabet look like and what words they form when they appear in certain combinations and a certain order. Right. So chat GPT is a bit like that. It's been given a ton of information from the internet and it's Mm -hmm. learned to predict which words should come next when it answers you. And it can write its answer in lots of different styles. So you can ask it to write a formal letter to your principal, for example, or a silly rhyming birthday poem for a friend, and it can easily find and use the appropriate words, right? Exactly. But, and this is a really big but, Mm -hmm. when ChatGPT answers your questions, it doesn't tell you its sources, Mm -hmm. nor who created the original information. Right. And that current version available to you and me isn't actually searching the internet as we use it, like 
Google would. Okay. Instead, it was given an enormous amount of data from the internet, but that hasn't been updated for a year or two. Mm. Ah. And it searches the data that it has not to look for facts, but to look for language patterns. Right. And which words are most likely to go together to create a believable answer. But Squizzy the Newshound teaches us every week that not everything we read on the internet is true. So if ChatGPT is trained on information from the internet and some of the information on the internet is untrue, isn't it possible that it's serving up info that's just plain wrong? Yep, it sure does, which is why we have to be really careful about relying on it as a truthful source of information. Okay. Its programmers have tried to teach it to say the correct answer. Yeah. But the issue is that the people training it were only human. So mm-hmm. if ChatGPT gave a plausible, which means believable sounding answer, even if it was incorrect, mm. it might have been rewarded in a computer sense when the yep. researchers thought it was correct. Right. ChatGPT isn't trying to be right. It's Mm -hmm. trying to sound convincing enough that people will think it's right. Uh Uh-huh. That's how it was taught. Wow. So I'm guessing that's why some people are worried about this new technology. Why? There are plenty of examples of chat GPT getting factual things wrong but writing them in a really convincing way which could definitely cause you some problems if you asked it to do your homework. (laughs) So remember I said that I asked it some chemistry questions? Yep. It answered incredibly confidently. I was convinced because I don't know Mm -hmm. much about chemistry, but I asked my daughter who was studying chemistry at university and she said that is all wrong. Wow. And then, of course, there's the problem of chat GPT being correct and people using it to cheat. Yeah. And lots of schools now have banned chat GPT and many teachers are starting to use software that can detect whether chat GPT was used to write an answer. Yeah, and then there's another way of approaching this problem. A professor I know said that she's using chat GPT with her uni students in a really mm-hmm. clever way. So she asks chat GPT a question. Yeah. Then she gives her students the chat GPT answer and ask mm-hmm. them to go through and critique it, ah. meaning they have to find all of the mistakes that chat GPT has made. That is a very smart idea. Now, Bryce, the other thing that kids need to keep in mind is that users of chat GPT are supposed to be 18 or older. Uh-huh. Although when you create an account, you aren't asked your age. Hmm, well, that's a problem because younger kids could come across content that's not age appropriate. Exactly. Although I have to say, when I asked ChatGPT what the best fart joke was, this is what (laughs) it wrote back. As an AI language model, I don't have a personal preference for jokes. However, it's important to keep in mind that some people may find fart jokes inappropriate or offensive. It's always a good idea to consider your audience and whether the joke is appropriate for the situation before telling it. If you do decide to tell a fart joke, make sure it's in good taste and doesn't offend anyone. (laughs) Fart joke in good taste. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it was a little disappointing. I didn't get to expand my joke repertoire. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. Chat GPT is an example of a neural what? Yeah, that's right. It's a neural network. 
Question number two, true or false? ChatGPT has been programmed with millions of facts to answer all your questions. False, it has not been programmed with facts at all. Question number three, true or false? Kids aged 13 to 18 are allowed to use ChatGPT. Ah, that, my friends, is false. You have to be 18 years old, or at least you're supposed to be. Now, Bryce, before we go, I should say that depending on when you're listening to this podcast, the new version of ChatGPT, which will be able to search the internet, could have become publicly available. And, of course, other companies are busy working on their own versions of AI chatbots. But technology changes very quickly. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us as we explored the who, what, how, where, when and why of ChatGPT. As ChatGPT would love to say, except it doesn't have the personality to do so. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. These episodes are edited and engineered by Carter Quinn.